What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show that's definitely more accurate than Stephen Guskowski, the Gridiron Authority podcast. My name's Keith Thornton. With me, as always, Mike Adams. Mike, what do we have in store for this episode? Uh, we're going to be recapping uh, last week's games, previewing this week's games, and talking about overreactions uh, to different scenarios. So we got a lot to cover. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's dive into some of the headlines from week one. The Chiefs and Texans kicked us off on Thursday night football. Uh, rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire stole the show with 138 yards and a touchdown, which kept Patrick Mahomes to a pedestrian three-touchdown game. Uh, but the Chiefs cruised to an easy win. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I mean, I, I was a little surprised at just kind of how lackluster the Texans played. Um, the score doesn't surprise me. The result doesn't surprise me. But uh, just kind of how the Texans offense moved around. They actually had some opportunities. Uh, if you look, Will Fuller, Will Fuller actually had a pretty pretty good game stat-wise, but he also had, I think, three drops in the game. Um, and all three, I believe, would have been chain movers and kept drives going, kept the offense on the field, kept the Chiefs you know, offense off the field. Um, and so they they you know, kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit there. Um, I don't really think personally it changed the result that much. I think the chiefs were always going to win this game. Um, and then the other surprising fact, you know, I think it's the, the first time or one of the only times the chiefs, uh, actually had more rushing attempts than passing attempts under Andy Reid. Um, at least, especially since Patrick Mahomes has been there, at least I should say that. Um, so they ran the ball extremely well. Uh, they actually had some interior presence, uh, which, which I, I mean, I think if you're a Chiefs fan or you watch a lot of Chiefs games over the last handful of years, they really haven't had. Uh, so they had with with uh, the left guard, uh, Osimile, uh gave him kind of a, a real attitude up the middle. Um, and obviously, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire made some plays off of it. Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes. He had a you know, couple questionable throws there. Um, and missed a couple throws, but for the first game of the season, I thought he looked great. Um, defense seems to be carrying that momentum over from last year. Um, I still have some questions about their linebackers on defense, but the the front four and the uh, the secondary are, are I, I think, a, a very good unit. The linebackers could be a little bit better, but um, solid first win for the Chiefs, um, and still some question marks for the Texans. Yeah, I think I think the best thing that really stood out to me was the Chiefs did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, I give the Texans a little bit more credit than it looks on paper. A lot of people are giving them shit for, you know, basically coming out there and laying down. But at the same time, the Chiefs are returning 2022 starters. And the two starters that aren't there, one of them is Kalecio Simile, who, like you said, actually played better than their starter last year. Um, and one of the others is Clyde Edwards Alaire, which obviously had a hell of a game. So um, I think, like you said, Chiefs were going to win this game anyway. I do think that they missed the presence of DeAndre Hopkins, but you know, I don't think it's as bad for them as it looks. I think they'll rebound decently. Um, I think the the really shocking thing to me was that their defensive front really didn't do much. I mean, the Chiefs got to do whatever they wanted, running the football. Mahomes had time to throw it. He got a couple pressures from J.J. Watt, but really uh, they took J.J. Watt out of the game, which I think was – was one of the big keys. So I was very happy to see 
the Chiefs do exactly what they were supposed to. As, as you'll find out when we're talking later down here, um, some of the teams, like the 49ers, didn't do what they were supposed to do from the year before. So I'm happy the Chiefs are in that position. Absolutely. Okay. Another game that was kind of interesting, the Ravens uh, dismantled Baker Mayfield and the Browns. We keep, I don't know, I don't want to say putting too much faith in the Browns because neither you or I really think the Browns are that good, but I thought they would at least put up a fight. They looked downright sloppy. Um, what do you think of this game? Yeah, I mean, the the result isn't, you know, the, the who won and who lost isn't surprising. I did pick the Browns, I believe, to actually finish second in the division. Um, I do, I mean, talent wise, I, I think they have it, but there's, there's something missing and, and I don't know if it's just chemistry or if it's, it's uh Baker Mayfield, just, I mean, just not playing well. I really don't know what happened to that guy. He seemed to have a pretty solid rookie season and then has just kind of fallen off a cliff since then. Um, but I mean, Lamar Jackson looked great throwing the ball. Um, they've got, you know, some new weapons there. Obviously Marquise Brown had a great game. Um, uh, they, I mean, they've got some good receivers there. They got J.K. Dobbins, the rookie running back out of Ohio State, came in, had a couple rushing touchdowns. Uh, they got, you know, Devin Duvernay in the slot now, so he was able to move around and make some plays. And, uh, I mean, the defense the defense kind of surprised me. I thought that they'd have a little bit of a letdown uh, missing Earl Thomas, but, I mean, they look great. Um, Browns look sloppy. So, I mean, some something, like I said, they there's some sort of chemistry issue between Baker Mayfield and the receivers. And um, they've, I mean, they've got to figure something out though. Especially Odell Beckham. I mean, that guy looks like he's completely disconnected from Baker Mayfield. Looks like he's not out there having fun. And uh, I mean, it's hard to place too much blame on Mayfield whenever, I mean, how many coaches has he had since he's been a, a rookie? Yeah. He's got three, three. Or three or four different play callers. I mean, it's, yeah. It's hard to get any kind of traction. And if you look at the teams that are successful, like the Ravens, like the Chiefs, uh, it's consistency in the coaching, too. So uh, I, I kind of feel bad for Baker Mayfield, but at the same time, not really. He's a Sooner, so we don't really care. Yeah, we don't really, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, sorry. I think his cockiness is what kind of – he's not unsimilar to Johnny Manziel. His cockiness makes it okay to not feel bad for him. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's move on to what I thought was a heartbreak loss. The Lions lost to the Bears and possibly one of the worst ways. Mitch Trubisky comes back, throws three second-half touchdowns. Uh, the Lions get in great position. They throw a perfect pass to the end zone, and rookie running back DeAndre Swift drops the game winner. Um, your Bears prediction's off to a, a good start, 1-0. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think in the second half you could, you know, I think – this is something I didn't see last year with the Bears is is Matt Nagy actually showed confidence in Mitch Trubisky and and uh, by number one by sticking with him and then you could see him on the sideline you know the the encouragement he was giving him saying hey you know you're going to throw a touchdown here you're going to do this this is going to happen um, and seeing that I, I mean I feel like it really helped Mitch Trubisky because he did get off to a bad start in the you know the first half you know it, I I kind of had that here we go again um, I may have made a mistake. Um, thought, you know, but again, you could see they stuck with Trubisky. He was encouraging Trubisky, um, putting him in, in situations to succeed. Uh, and he came out and he played like he did a couple years ago. You know, everyone forgets Mitch Trubisky was a pro bowler in 2018. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, when, when put in the right situation, he can, he can be a successful NFL quarterback and, 
Um, I think he just kind of needed a reminder of that. And, you know, hopefully this is a, you know, this, this propels him to a great season. Yeah. And like I said before, too, I still believe in Mitch Trubisky. I think uh, last year I've repeatedly said, I, I felt like that was more of an off year for Matt Nagy than it was for Mitch Trubisky. Um, and I honestly feel like the first half, I mean, it was a rough game for Mitch, but you see what he's capable of. That last touchdown he threw was a freaking dime. I mean, that, that was a perfect throw. Um, so we know what he's capable of. Granted, you have to take this kind of a grain of salt because at this point we don't really know what the Lions are. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it can't be off to a better start for your projection there. 1-0. and yeah, and and the Lions too. I mean, I I do feel bad for them because they did everything right. I mean, you look at on offense, uh, Matt Stafford threw the ball well. Adrian Peterson had almost a hundred yards on like fourteen carries. Uh, Danny Amendola had a solid game. Uh, I mean, they did everything right on offense. I mean, even on defense, they didn't play a, a terrible game. They just had some bad breaks. So, um, which seems to be the theme under you know actually really the last couple of years. I, I remember this happened to him early last year too. So. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun to watch. Yep. So in the intro, I kind of made fun of Steven Guskowski and how we're more accurate than him. This next game, not so much. Um, one of the biggest shockers of the week, the Jags beat the Colts in Phillip Rivers' debut. Uh, we said the Jags are in total tank mode, but Gardner Minshew came out last week and said he's not going to let that shit happen. Uh, 1-0 start. What do you think? I mean, it... it it was surprising. I'm not surprised that Minshew had a good game, which I shouldn't even say he had a good game. He had a phenomenal game. I think it was 19 to 20. Um, I mean, the, the Jaguars played great. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I know I know Marlon, Marlon Mack got hurt with uh, with the Colts, but they still have some good running backs there. Um, they have Phillip Rivers. They have solid receivers, great offensive line, great defense. Um, really no excuse, you know, really no excuse, honestly, to lose this game. Um, I mean, Philip Rivers made some bad throws at the end. That's not uncharacteristic of him. Um, I mean, it, it's it's been a trend over you know the last several years, especially with him. So, uh, but talent wise, I mean, they were head and shoulders above the Jaguars, and the Jaguars just outplayed them. Um, I mean, you got to you got to give it to them, and and you know Minshew mania is still going apparently, <laughs> still alive. Yeah, I think the thing that wasn't surprising to me was that. You know, if you look at the Chargers, games decided by one score or less, they're always on the wrong side. Uh, I'm not saying it's always Philip Rivers' fault, but I'm not not saying it. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But yeah, I'm not. You know, I can't say I'm not surprised because I didn't think the Jags would honestly win very many games this year. But um, I, I like Gardner Minshew a lot. Off to a one and zero start. I don't think they could ask for anything better than that. Yeah, for sure. All right, and what turned out to be Armageddon for my fantasy team, essentially. The Packers put up 43 points against the pretty good Vikings defense. Uh, <laughs> going against the guy who had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Rodgers goes for four touchdowns. Adams gets two. Um, are you really sure you want to pick the Bears to win this division? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm sticking I'm sticking with my pick because it's we're already into the season. I refuse to change at this point. Uh, I will not evolve. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think what we're seeing is Aaron Rodgers making a statement. You know, it's it's very Brett Favre ish um, from when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers um, all those years ago. Um, I think a lot of people have have really you know 
moved Aaron Rodgers down down the quarterback tier in this league and even in fantasy football I think what was he ranked at around 100th or something like that in fantasy football yeah in one uh, of the leagues I drafted him in like the fifth or sixth round so yeah I mean I mean everyone has kind of moved moved on from Aaron Rodgers and I think this is his way of saying he's not done yet um and, and the surprising part of this game though I mean we've been given the Packers you know just a ton of shit basically since the draft because Aaron Rodgers said draft me wide receivers they didn't draft him any wide receivers and then he still goes out throws 364 yards and four touchdowns and that's without a ton of running support I mean Aaron Jones only had I think 60 yards in that game um and and so I think this was a statement game also on the the flip side you know the the Vikings have a a great defense and Aaron Rodgers just shredded them so that does bring up some concerns with the Vikings the Vikings offense looked pretty solid honestly but uh I mean this was this was a statement game uh, to set the tone for the season I think for Aaron Rodgers yeah I think if he keeps his pace up he's looking at a possible MVP and you know what kind of a FU would that be to the head coach you know <laughs> hey draft my replacement I'll go win an MVP yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, it, it's for sure a statement game, and and uh, as long as he can stay healthy, I, I think he's going to have a monster year. Yeah, I don't know if it was so much even the Vikings defense playing as bad as just Aaron Rodgers playing pissed off. And I yeah. gotta tell you, it's a ton of fun to watch Aaron Rodgers playing that way. It's been a few yeah, years. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, let's go to another. You know, absolute stunner when you really think about it. The Washington football team beats the Eagles twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, that defense looks pretty damn good with Chase Young on it. Uh, how surprising was this to you? Uh, you know, it's not surprising that Chase Young had a good game. Um, I did pick him as the defensive rookie of the year. Um, what's surprising is that they were down, I, th- I think, what, 17-7 at halftime? or uh, Actually, I think they were down 17 nothing at one point. Um, but they were 17-7 at halftime, and... I know that a lot of people have been talking about Dwayne Haskins' speech he gave at halftime and and kind of what that meant to the team. Um, surprising part is that that Carson Wentz, you know, you watch the game, Carson Wentz fell apart. Um, he absolutely fell apart. He had pressure. He got sacked seven, eight times from the from the Redskins, and that just it destroyed that guy. Um, the Eagles lost this game because of Carson Wentz and, and Doug Peterson not making adjustments, but Carson Wentz absolutely fell apart. Once he started getting hit, uh, I mean, he, he became a shell of himself and, and cost the Eagles this game. For sure. You know, what's shocking to me, tell me if this hurts on your ears here, the Washington, sorry, Washington football team is now the division leader at one and oh, too soon next topic <laughs> all right let's go on to the next topic tom brady's debut does not go off quite how you imagined it but how i imagined it uh falling to drew Brees and the saints brady had a pair of nasty interceptions including a pick six three straight games the pick six going to the playoffs last year uh, gronk only caught two passes for 11 yards what's your overall thoughts on this game uh again this is another one the results not surprising it it's one of those I, I thought the Bucks were always going to lose this game because again, it's no preseason. Um the Saints, I mean, they typically do a great job of keeping their their roster together and, and not switching out too many pieces. Um so they had the chemistry coming in. You got Tom Brady playing for, you know, playing in a new city, 
uh, with his first, you know, with his first head coach outside of Bill Belichick in 20 years. Uh, new scheme, new city, new teammates. Rob Gronkowski coming back from a you know a year of retirement, so he hasn't played in almost two years essentially. Uh, they got Leonard Fournette, who's only been with the team for a week. Um, result wise, again, I thought the Saints were always going to win this, but I, I was a little surprised at how sloppy the uh, the Buccaneers were. Um, you know, they were just out of sync. You see that that pass that was intercepted over the middle um to Mike Evans when when it kind of Tom Brady looked like he thought he was going to keep going and and Mike Evans pulled up a little bit um the pick six which um I mean even that was kind of Mike Evans fault even Bruce Arians came out and said that after you know initially blamed Tom Brady and then came out and said now it's actually Mike Evans fault for for you know running the wrong route basically um so they were just out of sync. I think as, you know, I'm not going to go too crazy because I think as the season goes on, they're, you know, they're going to get that rhythm. They're going to find out what works for them, what doesn't work for them. Uh, the more surprising part in this game to me is I, I honestly thought the Saints offense looked bad, um, passing game-wise at least. They only threw the ball down the field one time. Um, they, I mean, they just, they weren't really moving it all that well. Um, they got lucky, you know, I shouldn't say lucky, but they got fortunate. They got the pick six. Uh, they had the interception. Uh, they had the the possession where the Saints, you know, did that uh, that pop up kick where the Buccaneers, you know, muffed it basically. Um, I mean, so there there was there was all sorts of things that worked in their favor, but um, I mean, it, it result wise, it went how I thought though. Yeah, it was a sloppy game on both sides, but I actually am going to give a lot of credit to the Tampa Bay defense. Um, I mean, they weren't bad last year. Levante David was playing lights out. I mean, that guy is phenomenal. Putting pressure on Drew Brees. He's having to get rid of the ball. Yeah, it's, it, to me, the it's not surprising at all, Tom Brady. I mean, just because, like you said, uh, it's all unfamiliar to him. Yeah. And, and it's unfamiliar to Bruce Arians. Everyone calling the plays. They're not used to each other. I don't think they're going to be the Super Bowl winning team everyone thinks they're going to be this year. Uh, I think it's going to take a couple years. Maybe if Tom Brady plays another two years after this, that's whenever I think that they'll really start to gel and everything. But uh, I don't know if Gronk's got two more years in the tank or what he what he even brings to the game now. Uh, he looked like a shell of himself in this game. So, uh, yeah, kind of what I expected to happen. Yeah, and, and I will say, you know, the one thing, you will discuss this a little more later, obviously, but, you know, this happens every year. Um, or what seems like every year where, you know, Tom Brady has a bad game in the opener or, you know, he has a bad couple, you know, bad first few games. And then everyone freaks out and says, oh, Tom Brady's finally fading. Oh, the NFL's finally figured Tom Brady out. And then at the end of the year, we're saying, how the hell did he end up with another Super Bowl? Uh, so it happened. I mean, it happens almost every single year for the last decade or more um, that, that, you know, same same scenario. Um, has a bad game to open and everyone, you know, the, the, the sky is falling and Tom Brady's done and he's washed up and then he gets another Super Bowl or makes a deep playoff run. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to freak out. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. Anyway, uh, I hate to give you credit at all, but uh, this game, the, the 49ers fall to the Cardinals, which you called. Um, is this more of a reflection of the Cardinals improvements under Cliff Kingsbury or issues with the 49ers D? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I'd say almost more of a, uh, issue with the 49ers offense, um, as well. 
Um, I, I, the Cardinals definitely improved. Obviously they got Deandre Hopkins. Uh, I cannot think of the kid's name, but their first round pick out of, out of Kansas city, actually, um, at line at middle linebacker there. Um, I mean it, the, the, the progression of Kyler Murray, he had a great game throwing the ball, great game running the ball. Um, but kind of the, the big thing for me, honestly, it's, it's that defense was kind of ex- was kind of exposed at the end of the Super Bowl, and and I don't even want to say exposed. I think people just remembered that uh, Richard Sherman's not very fast, and and I know he ended up getting hurt in this game. He's on IR now, but you know people people were able to you know the Chiefs kind of laid a blueprint on how to beat this team, uh, and really w- what it is is you just outrun them. Um, they've got a fast front seven, but um, outside outside of that, I mean. Their, their linebackers are solid, but they're not the fastest guys and their secondary are good. But again, they're not the fastest guys and speed's going to beat them. Uh, and the Cardinals have plenty of speed. Uh, they've got speed. They got speed at the quarterback position, speed at the receiver position, speed at the running back position. Uh, and that's what they used. And, and I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had a huge game, 14 catches, 151 yards. Kyler Murray actually ran for 91 yards in a touchdown. Uh, I mean, so I mean, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both. I think the defense. I think it's people realizing what they need to do against the 49ers, plus the Cardinals getting better. Second year under Cliff Kingsbury, you know, in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. So uh, I mean, it is a little bit of both. But I, I will definitely give more credit to the Cardinals than uh, for winning the game than the 49ers for losing it. Yeah, and I think to me the thing that really stands out is the the 49ers, and we talked about this last year too. They're a one-dimensional team. I mean, not uh, too much different than, say, the Titans or somebody like that. They, they've they got one way to beat you, and if you stop that, that's pretty much all they can do. So I thought the Cardinals did a good job. Um, obviously, their offense is getting better. Cliff Kingsbury brings that kind of unique spread-style, Big 12-style offense to the to the league, and it, it took a couple years, but I think he's really going to uh, enjoy having Kyler Murray at that position. I think that's the perfect guy to play it. So. I don't feel as bad that Josh Rosen's gone now, but uh, no, I like it. I like like what they're doing. I think the, the 49ers will be fine. Uh, there's going to be teams that can outrun, and those are the games that they're going to win. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say this. Uh, for Josh Rosen's draft, I still believe that there were nine mistakes made ahead of him. No, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that guy, not to get off tangent here, but that guy's had a rough career so far. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's He's now that's on the practice squad by Tom Brady. Yeah, that's going to a to the school of shit talk right there. So I will tell you this though: don't feel too bad for Josh Rosen because I did see that he's making twelve million dollars to sit on the practice squad behind Tom yeah. Brady because he's still on his rookie rookie contract. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to feel bad for him. So. Yeah, that's not bad. What is going to make you feel bad is the next game we're going to talk about: uh, the Rams beating the Cowboys in their new stadium. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to kick it to you right now for your thoughts. Yeah. You know, I thought the chiefs played really well in their, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, again, I'll, I'll say I'm not, I'm not going to freak out on this one. Um, you know, the Cowboys have basically an entirely new coaching staff outside of a couple coaches. Um, they had some injuries going into it. They were missing two or three key defensive players. They were missing, you know, they lost Travis Frederick on the offensive line. He retired. Uh, they were missing Lyle Collins at right tackle. They had an undrafted rookie 
uh, playing right tackle, plus the backup to the undrafted rookie, Cam Irving, uh, actually got hurt and left the game. Uh, they lost Leighton Van Der Esch midway through the second quarter. They lost Blake Jarwin in the second quarter, I believe, for the season. Um, so, I mean, they they had injuries going into the game. They had injuries during the game. Uh, new coaching staff uh, and still played. I mean, honestly, they still played a pretty good game. The offense, you know, had some flashes where it looked great. Uh, made some questionable decisions. I don't. I still don't understand why why Mike McCarthy went for it on fourth and three when they were in easy field goal range uh, to tie the game. Uh, and then obviously they had some bad calls their way. You know that that pass interference at the end, which um, everyone besides the referee in the NFL has has said that was pass interference, and uh, that's just the NFL trying to you know trying to cover their ass honestly because. They don't want to admit that they already cost a team a game the first game of the season. So, uh, but I mean, great acting job by Jalen Ramsey. I'll give him that one. So, uh, best cornerback in the league had to act against a number two receiver. So, good for <laughs> good for him, I suppose. But uh, I mean, again, I'm not going to freak out about it. It's first game of the season. They were going against a good team, so uh, you know, Rams um, played Rams in, well. Only the in in the refs' defense, I feel like in real time it did look like it because Ramsey acted so well like he i'm even sitting on the couch going oh man that's offensive pass interference looking at the replay yeah. it clearly is not yeah. um so it is kind of stupid that the nfl is sticking to their guns when they could just say oh they missed the call yeah because you can't i mean honestly you can't really blame the referee it was the guy behind the play he saw an arm extension um and then he saw you know ramsey flailing in in the air like a like he just got punched in the face yeah uh so I don't. That's where honestly that the instant replay from last year. That's what should have been the purpose of it, but it didn't work last year because the refs refused to re, to overturn their calls. Yeah. But this is exactly why it should have been there. That should have been challengeable. They would have picked up the flag. It would have been a first down in field goal range. Um, but you know, shit happens, I guess. Yeah, and 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 honestly, for me, like I wouldn't. You know, stuff happens. Calls are, you know, they're they're humans. They miss calls. Um, the annoying part for me is is the NFL and and the refs saying no, no, we watched it. It's definitely not. And and again, I think it's just them covering because again, not only did they cost you know cost a team a win the first game of the season, they cost they cost the most marketable, recognizable sports franchise in the world a game in the first game of the season. I think that's why they're, they're really sticking to their guns of saying, no, it was totally pass interference. Um, even though all the, the referee, you know, the, the referee expert, you know, former refs on all the, the sports channels, all the analysts, I mean, everyone agrees that it was not pass interference. <laughs> um, and if anything, it could have been on Ramsey. Cause if you watch the play, he was holding Gallup's arm like halfway down the field. So, uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, I'm sure that, the refs probably missed some calls on the Cowboys earlier in the game that maybe affected a play here and there throughout. So, I mean, everything offsets for the most part. It's just kind of sucks. It happened at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So now let's reference our Steven Guskowski uh, reference from the beginning of the show. Broncos Titans went down to the wire. Probably shouldn't have because of Guskowski's missed kicks. He missed three field goals and extra point in the game, but the Titans held off, uh, kick the game winner what are your thoughts uh yeah i mean it, it the titans uh, honestly again like you 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 mentioned the titans should have won this game by double digits um 
you know, they won by two. They, they, they should have won by, you know, 12. Um, Ryan Tannehill actually had a good game. I didn't realize this, but he actually threw the ball over 40 times, um, threw a couple touchdowns. Derrick Henry still had, you know, 31 rushing attempts, uh, had over a hundred yards rushing. I think he cost you a win in fantasy football. Um, I mean, the, the Titans look caused me a win in fantasy football this week. Yeah. How many wins did you have in fantasy this week? You know what? Let's just change the subject back to the Cowboys. <laughs> what do you think about that call? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, the, the Titans honestly look good. The defense looked good. Jadavion Clowney looked good out there. Um, again, the Titans offense looked good. Um, I'm still kind of curious about the Broncos offense. There were moments that I thought they, they, you know, I was seeing that potential we talked about in last week's episode. Uh, Jerry Judy had some really great plays in the game. Uh, the 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 two headed you know running back tandem with with uh, Frank or not not Frank Gore, Melvin Gordon and uh, Lindsey. I mean, they they had their moments where they both kind of shined. Uh, offensive line was a little questionable. Drew Locke had a couple drops on some snaps, um, taking his eye off the ball whenever it was snapped to him a couple different times. Uh, but I mean, I, I can still see the potential. I think they were just kind of going against a tough team, um, and got lucky and fortunate that they were still in it late, honestly. So, um, plus, you know, Fangio, you know, made some mistakes at the end and didn't call any timeouts and put his team in a bad situation there. So, um, I mean, it was a good, it was, it was a good game, honestly, by both teams. Again, the Broncos, they lost, but they were playing a, you know, a, a team that was in the AFC championship earlier this year. So, uh, I'm not going to hold that against them. And the Titans, if they can figure out their kicking game, I mean, they should have had a double-digit win. Tell you what, it doesn't look much easier this week for the Broncos going against the Steelers' defense. Um, you know, the Steelers even held Saquon to barely any yards, so less than 10. I I, yeah, I think it was six yards yeah, or something. Exactly. So it doesn't get much easier. I, I mean, Titans are a good team. I don't know. I, I'm still not. 100% sold on the Broncos offense. I mean, Jerry Judy, I thought, looked pretty good at times, but he dropped a couple key passes too. Uh, downfield, they didn't really do a lot passing, so that was one of the things I thought were was supposed to open up. Obviously, he didn't have Cortland Sutton, so uh, I think it's too early to judge on the Broncos offense yet, but um, we will see. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to this new segment I'm going to start right here called Let's Overreact. It's obviously only week one, so anything that we pretty much say right now is an overreaction. Um, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say a headline, and you tell me whether it's an overreaction or not, okay? All right, let's start with this. The Texans lost the season the day they traded DeAndre Hopkins. Overreaction or no? Yes. <laughs> I feel like they lost their Super Bowl chances. I don't right. feel like they lost the season. I feel like they could still be a playoff team. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team anymore, though. Yeah, I heard the morons on the TV. They're like, yeah, I think they're going to be a better offense without DeAndre Hopkins because they can spread the ball around more evenly and be less predictive. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Those guys should be fired. Talking about you, Sims. Um, obviously, you don't lose a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. You see what he added to the Cardinals, 14 catches in a single game. Uh, the guy's a freak. Trading him was a mistake. Um Especially when you look at what what their receivers really do, not much. I guess I saw the stat: DeAndre Hopkins had more catches in this game than the entire receiving core of the Texans this game. So, um, I don't want to say, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think they could still possibly make the playoffs, but 
I don't think they're going to win their division, and I don't think that they're obviously not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Same Philip Rivers, different team in Indy. Overreaction or not? Uh, I think it's an overreaction. I mean, he he did make some bad choices at the end of the game, but he's also working with new receivers, new running backs, new you know, kind of same Tom Brady situation. Um, everything is completely new to him. So, um, I, I at, at this point, I'm going to say overreaction. I'm going to go with not only because he looked exactly the same. I mean, a little bit careless with the football. And when it's a one score game, he's always on the losing side. And, uh, you know, you used to think it was always just because it's the Chargers luck or whatever. But uh, this week, Chargers won in a one score game and Philip Rivers lost in a one score game. So I'm going to go with not. Okay. And I'm always right. Except for fantasy this last week. But that's besides the point. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. The Patriots will be just fine without Tom Brady. Overreaction or not? I think so. Um, I mean, we saw that Bill Belichick really adjusted to, you know, his new his new quarterback with with Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I think, ran it 15 times. Uh, and then not to mention they're in a division with the Jets who are who are awful uh, and the Dolphins, who I think are going to be better than last year. But there's you know, they they're still a year or two away, honestly. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they're they, they're they're going to be just fine, I think. I'm going to go with bit of an overreaction only because i think they're gonna be fine they're gonna easily win their division just because uh well actually i don't think they are i think the bills are gonna win sorry um i think they're gonna be at the top of their division and i think they can get to the playoffs the reason i don't think they're gonna be quote fine is because once they get to the playoffs i have a lot more faith in what tom brady can do uh than what they can do without him although obviously cam's been to a super bowl but i just feel like brady has that clutch factor that i don't feel like cam has yeah, for sure. Okay. Speaking of Tom Brady, the headline is Tom Brady is in trouble in Tampa this season. Overreaction or not? Overreaction. I already talked about it earlier a little bit. I mean, he's completely new, you know, moved basically halfway across the country, essentially. I mean, just moved down south, obviously. But, I mean, uh, he's, a, he's a thousand miles or more away from where he was. New coaching staff, uh, new teammates uh, playing against a really great New Orleans Saints team, uh, a team that a lot of people have going to the Super Bowl this year. So um, I, I think it's an overreaction. And again, you know, this seems to happen every year where he has a bad game early on and then, you know, everyone says that's it, he's done. And then somehow he ends up, you know, making a deep playoff run or even in the Super Bowl with the Super Bowl. So a uh, complete overreaction. I'm going to say slight overreaction only because – I think he's in trouble as in he's not going to go deep in the playoffs this year, but I do think they're going to have a solid season. I don't think he's going to be setting any quarterback records or winning 12 games or anything like that, So, uh, which is what you would see typically of a Tom Brady Patriots team. I think they win maybe 19 games, second in their division. So um, I don't know that he's, quote, in trouble with Tampa, but I think he's uh, he's definitely not in the same situation he would be with the Pats. All right, here's another one that might hurt a little bit. Overreaction or not, different head coach, same old Cowboys. I think it's an overreaction. Um, Again, I mean, you could see some of the schemes were still the same, but they also have Kellen Moore still the offensive coordinator there. 
Um, and even though he's he's implementing some of Mike McCarthy's uh, offense, you could still see that Jason Garrett influence there. Um, and and again, you know they they struggled in one score games last year. I think they were one in six. Um, this year, I mean, they they made the play that they needed to make. It just they got a bad call. Um, and again, against another good team, so I think that's an overreaction. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely a reaction too. I mean, the the reason the headline exists is only it's it's one of those things like we talked about. This should be the statement game where they came out and blew out the Rams to say, "Hey, we're a Super Bowl contender team." They didn't do it, and that's kind of the same thing we saw last year. But obviously, with a new coach, it's still way too early. Yeah, we'll see how they do next week. Who are they playing next week? Let's see here. Oh God, I can't even. They're right playing now. the Falcons. Your favorite, Dan Quinn. I should put up 45. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I feel confident. All right. Speaking of our picks last week, let's see how we did with this. After week one, we're both tied at 11 and five. I mean, that's not too bad, right? Yeah, that's I'm, I'm fairly happy with that. I had a better 11 and five, but whatever. I mean, my, my 11 and five is a little sexier than yours, but it's fine. I guess. I mean, you, agree, did, you, agree to do. you did pick the Cardinals. I'll give you that. But then you also yeah. picked the Broncos. I mean, what in the hell are you thinking? Uh, Drew Locke. I had faith, and he uh, he fucked me. There's your first problem. <laughs> okay. Let's go over some week two picks here real quick. Thursday night football. This barn burner. Bengals at the Browns. Who do you got? Uh, at this point, I'm going the Bengals. Um, they got A.J. Green back. He looked great last week. Uh, Joe Burrow, you know, didn't really look like – I mean, he – he looked like maybe a second year quarterback. I don't want to say he quite looked like a rookie. Um, he made some some mistakes, but they had a chance to win that game at the end. Uh, he actually threw the game winning touchdown, but it was also called back because of offensive pass interference, um, which AJ Green did push off, you know, a little bit on that one. So I'll I'll give him that one. But uh, with how the Browns played last week, and uh, I think the Bengals, even though they lost, they have a little bit of momentum on their side. They have some confidence building. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Cleveland's favored to win. I got to I got to agree with you. I mean, I didn't think I'd be picking the Bengals for many games this year, but the Browns just look out of sync like we talked about earlier. I don't I don't the receivers don't look good. I mean, Baker Mayfield obviously doesn't look good. I got the Bengals winning this one too. I like Joe Burrow here. Yep. All right, Broncos Steelers. This is going to be a an interesting one. Broncos uh probably going to be without Cortland Sutton again. They'll be without Philip Lindsay. Um, obviously, on the defensive side, A.J. Bouye is probably going to miss the game. Von Miller's gone. Steelers D look good. Who do you got? I'm going Steelers on this. Uh, it wasn't just the D that looked good. The offense looked good. Having Ben Roethlisberger back out there, um, you could tell he's just got that chemistry with his receivers, especially Juju. Um, I don't know if Connors is going to be playing or not, but Benny Snell Jr. had a good had over 100 yards uh, coming in and filling in for him. Uh, Defense obviously looked great. They shut. They completely shut down Saquon Barkley. Uh, the Broncos obviously have, I think, a few more passing weapons than the Giants do, but uh, the the Steelers also have some good secondary players. So uh, with Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden, and uh, even even uh, Steve Nelson played pretty decently last week. So um, I, I'm going Steelers on this one. Yeah, I'm going Steelers too. I think. Uh... I, I just don't think when you look at Saquon Barkley, he's obviously a better running back than Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, the whole crew, and he could do nothing against the Steelers. Uh, it's going to force 
Drew Locking to throw in the football. And like you said, they got some good corners there in, in Pittsburgh. And, and Ben Roethlisberger, if this were later in the season, I would question it. But right now, uh, he did a post-game interview and said he felt like he got hit by a truck. Uh, and basically saying that he hasn't played football in so long that it's it's really taking a toll on his body. But early this season, he'll recover, and and I think they'll beat him by 10 points. Yeah. All right, Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers, 0-1. They're going against the Bucks and Tom Brady, also 0-1. Who do you got? I'm going with the Bucks. I think this is the I think this is a foundation game for him. Um they're clearly better in talent. Um uh, both I mean the Panthers still have a new coaching staff there. They got Bridgewater who's new to the system. Um they're going to have McCaffrey. I think will put up good stats, but uh I think this is a you know not a statement game for the Bucks, but it's a foundation game. This is a way to get their first win, get the offense in some rhythm, um and get some people off of their backs. Uh and, and so I'm going with the Bucks on this. Yeah, I'm going Bucks here. It has nothing to do with their offense. It's all about their defense. Last year, the Bucks actually shut down Christian McCaffrey better than any other team, really. Um, I think Levante David's going to have a big game. And then, obviously, on the offensive side, they'll get it figured out. I think Leonard Fournette gets more involved this week, and I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of Brady. And I think they, they honestly kind of easily win this one against the Panthers. Yeah. All right, here's your chance to pick against the Niners again. 49ers at the Jets. Yeah, I'm not going with that one. Uh, <laughs> You're not taking I mean, the bait. Okay. I'm going the, the 49ers in this one. The the Jets did lose Le'Veon Bell. They, they got Frank Gore coming in. I think the guy's 64 years old now. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing with the Jets is that they don't have any receivers. Like, I feel bad for Sam Darnold because I think he is a good quarterback. Um, but kind of like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, they just won't get him any wide receiver help. Um, and, and obviously losing Le'Veon Bell, you know, doesn't help because he's a he's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, the defense looked bad last week. Um, offense looked bad last week. Uh, I think this is a bounce back game for the 49ers. I think they win it by probably 14 points. Yeah, I'm with you on the 49ers. Is it just me or the Jets? like the biggest shit show in football right now. I don't know what it is. Adam Gase ever been good anywhere. I don't, I don't feel like he never has. I mean, I think he actually, didn't he make the playoffs with the dolphins one year, but making it, but yeah, I mean, I, Adam Gase, honest, I will say, I don't understand how he got this job because he was, if I think he made the playoffs one year with the dolphins, I want to say he did. Uh, But I mean, his his career did not end well in in Miami. I mean, he literally had people threatening to retire rather than play for him. And then he was immediately hired by the Jets as soon as he got fired. Uh, And he has not done anything well. I mean, he basically forced their their best player in in Jamal Adams into into forcing a trade. Uh, I mean, honestly, I know last week we we said the Jaguars, you know, play anyone against the Jaguars because they're the worst team and they're tanking. But at that time, I'll be honest, I completely forgot about the Jets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's how irrelevant they are. And uh, let me tell you this about the Jets, too. Not only did they run out their best player on defense, but he's already Adam Gase has already gotten into it with Le'Veon Bell. I don't think they like each other. Um the general managing is awful in this team. I mean, what have they really done? Like you said, no weapons. Um, I don't know. It's like they're tanking, but they're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, well, and even the GM came out before the season and said he was pissed off that 
that people weren't taking him seriously as a contender. And, and what have you done to, to make us take you seriously? You have nothing. Um, you, you drafted Darnold, I think third overall, and then have, have given him nothing. Um, I, I, I mean, it, again, this is another situation where we had the best wide receiver draft in history, honestly, and you got no one for your quarterback. Uh, you could have got a first-round talent at wide receiver in the third round, and you did nothing. Uh, I mean, you you have ruined the development of Sam Darnold. Um, as, uh, they're just they're just bad in in every way, and 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 not to jump on the the Jaguars bandwagon, but like I said, I I absolutely forgot about the Jets last week, and they are without a doubt the worst team in football. Um, at least if the Jags lose, it's you know I think the owners and stuff are trying to tank. Um, the Jets, I think, are trying to be good, and they're just not. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this, too. I know it's a little early. We usually wait till a few weeks into the season to do this, but if I'm ranking hot seat candidates right now, Adam Gase is the hottest. I Actually, I can't say that because Matt Patricia's flirting with that, but I think he's definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, already you can – I mean, depending on how these next few weeks go, I mean, if they don't go in these guys' direction, I, I think Adam Gase, I think Matt Patricia, I think Dan Quinn, um, all of those guys could could be in some serious trouble. Interesting. All right, let's go to the next game here. Um, let's see if the Magic can continue for the Jags. They're taking on the Titans in Tennessee. Who do you got? As much as I want to take the Jags, I'm going with the Titans in this one. Um, I, I think they're going to be able to, you know, again, better – they got a good defense. They're going to be able to keep Minshew off the field. Um, if they throw it 40 times again with Tannehill, it's going to give that offense more balance. Um, Cause I think it was right around between runs and passes. I want to say it was right around 50, 50. Uh, and I mean, everyone, including ourselves joked about Tannehill just being there to hand off. And uh, so if you make this offense a little less predictable and you still have that great defense, uh, it's going to be hard for the Jaguars to keep up with that. And uh, I think it'll be a closer game. Um, I think it'll be decided by less than 10 points, but I, I think the, I think it'll be a solid victory for the Titans. Yeah. I, I think it's, they don't even need to be more than one dimensional. I think they can just run the football with Derrick Henry. And I think that they're gonna, they're going to dominate this game. I feel like it's funny. Did you see uh, Mike Vrabel's mask said, hand the ball to Derrick Henry. I think he's going to keep doing that, and I think that's going to win this game because I don't think the Jags, obviously, after losing all that talent, have the defense that the Broncos even have. Um, And and Derrick Henry went over 100 yards against the Broncos, so I expect him to have 150 against the Jags. Okay. All right, here's an interesting one here, too. The Giants, Saquon Barkley going against the Bears in Chicago. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep rolling with the Bears. Uh, I think Saquon has a better game than he did last week. Um, but I mean, with that pass rush, uh, you could see last week that uh, the the Giants really had trouble handling that Pittsburgh uh, pass rush. Uh, now you got Khalil Mack on the other side coming at you. Uh, it's gonna be hard for him to stop that that front seven seven of the Bears. Uh, plus, I you know the the Giants secondary is is just ravaged right now. Um, they've really got no one left back there and, and uh, not saying Trubisky's Pat Mahomes, uh, but I do think, you know, Trubisky's going to throw for 250 and a couple touchdowns and they're going to run the ball on the ground well and play solid defense and win this game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And it's going to be weird because the Bears are going to be off to a 
a very sneaky 2-0 start because their two wins will be Lions and Giants. So I don't know really how much that says about the team, but uh, win's I, a win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you if you get to two and zero, and then you start gelling and start getting a game plan together, that's a great start to a season. So, uh, yeah. Bears need to capitalize here. I mean, there's there's a reason those uh, those Power Five teams schedule games against UTEP and yeah. and uh, you know South Southeast Alabama and things like that early in the season. It's it's to get that rhythm and build that confidence and that continuity and. And, you know, that's kind of what the Bears are doing here unintentionally, of course, because they didn't make their schedule, but still. And then there's the opposite end of the spectrum. We'll talk about this game a little bit later, but then the Texans host the Chiefs or get the Chiefs to start and then they get the Ravens. That's that's a rough start. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a good one. I mean, you're going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, that, that sucks. Are we picking that game right now? Or are we going later? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one a little bit later. Let's let's go All to right. the Rams taking on the Eagles. Rams beat the Cowboys. They're one and zero. Eagles lost to the Washington Football Team. Who do you got? Uh, Eagles are trash birds. They look like trash last week. <laughs> I think the Ram- I think the Rams take this one. I think the Rams have some confidence going. Uh, they really got Robert Woods going last week. Uh, Malcolm Brown came in and had a good game running the ball. I think that little three headed running back, uh, you know trio that they have with with uh henderson and acres and and uh, malcolm brown they're they're really able to you know not only uh get you you know with power but get you with some speed in there too plus they got cooper cup who uh is is one of if not the best third down receiver in all of football uh robert woods looking good aaron donald looked dominant again last week uh i mean defense overall looked pretty good um, outside of a few series, like I said, the Cowboys did look really good on on a, on a handful of series. But I mean, that defense overall looked good. Um, offense overall looked pretty good. Uh, so I'm going with them. I'm gonna pick the best corner in the league, Jalen Ramsey. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but I am picking the Rams. Uh, I just and this is another team kind of like the Bears, where I didn't have them finishing well in the division, but they could easily be off to a two and zero start here. Uh, Eagles struggled. Carson Wentz looked off. I mean, this if if there were fans there, I'd say maybe playing at home, the Eagles have a shot here. But I mean, basically every game is neutral field now. So um, I got the Rams here. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got the Vikings taking on Phillip Rivers and the Colts. Who you got? I'm going with Phillip Rivers and the Colts. Uh, I think this is a bounce back game for him. They're both teams are coming off a loss. Uh, I think the Colts are going to be kind of pissed off and they're going to want to be bouncing back and proving themselves. Uh, the Vikings, I think they just got hit with a buzzsaw in the Packers. Um, but I, I think the Colts have a good bounce back game. I think that defense figures out what's going on. Um, I, I feel like the offensive line is going to, going to come out and kind of manhandle that front seven of the, of the Vikings. And uh, hopefully I think Jonathan Taylor takes over that starting running back spot and, and uh, they really kind of power a win through his legs. Yeah, I'm not going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Vikings. A couple boxes to check. The Colts are 0-1, so that's below 500. So there's a good sign for the Vikings. Um, sorry, Kirk Cousins fans. <laughs> um, but also, it's weird because the Colts have that running offensive line, probably the best uh, run game offensive line in football. And... Philip Rivers still threw it an amazing, crazy amount of times. Uh, and you saw that when he was with the Chargers, too. It's just, I don't know if whether he audibles out or they just think that they need to have him throw a ton of times in the game. 
I don't think they beat the Vikings that way. I think the way that they have to beat the Vikings is to run the football, just like you said. Um, and I don't think that they will. So I'm going Vikings in this one. Okay. All right. Lions, after that heartbreak, taking on the red hot Packers at Lambeau. What do you got? Uh, Pack- Packers by two scores, probably. Um, again, I mean, they're talent wise, they're just a better team. They're coming off a, a dominant victory, and, and the Lions are coming off a heartbreaking loss. So um, you got to st- stick with uh, Aaron Rodgers staying hot. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams are, are going to do it. I think this is a two score game. Yeah, I'm not even, there's no real reason to go too in depth here. I think the Packers just easily win this one off sheer talent alone. All right, this one's going to be fun for you. Dan Quinn and the Falcons versus your Cowboys in Dallas. Not that that means anything because it's a neutral field, but who do you got? Uh, Falcons led by that defense. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, after seeing what Russell Wilson did to the Falcons last week, I think, what, 300 and something yards and four touchdowns. Um, You know, the Cowboys, Cowboys should be able to run the ball. They should be able to throw the ball. Um, defense, I'm, you know, I think the defense is going to give up some points. Honestly, they do have Jordan Lewis coming back, uh, who they were missing last week. He's one of their starting corners. Um, he plays in the nickel a lot. Um, linebackers pretty banged up. I mean, they got Jalen Smith back there still, but, uh, you know, I am excited to see what the Cowboys can do with that, that defensive line. Um, one thing we didn't really mention earlier, Alden Smith first game in five years looked phenomenal last week. Um, I, I think the defensive line is going to keep gelling, though. Uh, I am worried about you know giving a, giving up some plays in the secondary. So, uh, but I am going with the Cowboys on this one. Um, I think the balance. I think they're they've got an equally good offense, if not better than the Falcons. And the defense, I think, even with all the injuries, is still significantly better than the Falcons. So, uh, I am going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to say this. I'm picking the Cowboys, but I and I know it's too early to be using these words, but I think this is almost a must-win game for the Cowboys. Uh, when we did our projections, I mean, Rams were like third in their division. Falcons, I think, are third last in their division. Third, uh, third. third. So they, they absolutely cannot lose back-to-back games like this. Or people will start saying same old Cowboys, and, and I don't think they will. I think they, I think the Cowboys come out here and they beat them handedly uh, by two scores probably. So. That's that's my pick. Okay. All right. The Bills looked great. This week they're traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Who do you got? Uh going with the Bills. I mean, that defense, um, I mean, really kind of led by Jerry Hughes on the on the defensive line. Uh, it's gonna be too much for Tannehill. Tannehill had a bad game this last week through three interceptions. Uh, you know, the Bills, I do have questions about their running game. I think Josh Allen actually led the team in rushing with maybe 50, 60 yards. Um, but the passing game looked great last week. Defense looked great. Um, they're going against a rebuilding team. Uh, so I, I am going Bills on this. Me too. I, I really like Josh Allen. Um, even if he can't throw it as far as Mahomes, I still like the guy. I mean, strongest arm in the NFL <laughs> by a mile. Uh, no, I really do like him. Um, yeah. they're, they're having exactly what I uh, was talking about earlier, consistency. Um, whether Sean McDermott is the greatest coach, I I don't think that's even relevant at this point. It's it's the fact that they're sticking with the same system. The quarterback, unlike Baker Mayfield, hasn't had three different play callers already in his short career. Um, I think they're going to be really powerful this season. I think they're going to win their division, and I think that the Dolphins are going to lose to them. 
Okay. All right. We got the Washington football team at 1-0 and and the Cardinals at 1-0. Who do you got? I'm going Cardinals. Uh, I think they're going to – they're you know, the – the Reds, oh, sorry, the Washington football team. Uh, sorry, it's gonna take a little. I don't know how you forgot there. that trendy, really fun to say name, football team. Yeah, um, yeah, the you know the Washington football team. I think won on pure emotion last week. They're playing a division rival, which always makes it a very uh, high energy, intense, emotional game. Um, but then they obviously have the stuff going on with Ron Rivera uh, and his cancer diagnosis and all that. I uh, got a got a good impassioned speech at halftime, but I, I think that was an adrenaline emotion filled win uh, this week. They're going against a better football team uh, than they are. Not saying that the Cardinals are better than the Eagles necessarily, but they're going against a, a more talented football team than than they are offense and defense. Uh, and I, I think the Cardinals are going to pick them apart. I think they win this game. I think there's a two score win. Yeah, I'm with you with the Cardinals. I think. Honestly, I think that the the win last week for the Red, or sorry, not the Redskins. God, this is gonna be rough. The Washington football team, I think, was less about how good they are and more about problems with the Eagles. Like you said, Carson Wentz fell apart. Um, honestly, they are what people always joke about the Cowboys being too. If the Eagles are supposed to win, they're probably gonna lose. So I don't put. I don't think the the uh, Washington football team is that dominant of a team and I'm really happy with how the Cardinals are looking. So I'm picking the Cardinals here. Yeah. Well, and, and, and one more thing to um, how, how the, the Washington football team got to Carson Wentz with speed uh, and the Cardinals are a much faster team than the Washington football team. So um, I think they'll be able to use that speed against them. Uh, and have them over pursue and that'll allow Kyler Murray I think to make to either make a lot of big plays with his legs or to step up and move you know either step up in the pocket and make some throws or move that pocket uh right or right or left honestly and make some throws on the run so uh, I I think they're gonna I think the Cardinals are gonna use you know use the Washington football team speed against them uh, and have them over pursuing and I think that'll be a big thing to watch for sure I just want to point out about the name uh, Dan Snyder came out and said that he likes it and he wouldn't be opposed to keeping the team name football team. Uh, that's ridiculous. Dan, Dan Snyder. And I know I'm a Cowboys fan and I'm biased, but Dan Snyder is without doubt one of the worst owners in all of sports. And when I say all of sports, I mean of, of any sport league in the world. Uh, I don't, I don't care if it's, if it's English premier league soccer, I don't care if it's the Chinese basketball league. I don't care if it's, you know, Major League Baseball or or the Canadian Football League. Dan Snyder is a terrible owner, uh, and at some point, hopefully, they force that guy to sell the team. It would have been different if it was like Washington Football Club, maybe. You know, trying to pull yeah. like <laughs> kind of like a sporting like, Kansas City type thing, uh, yeah. but just straight up football team is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, we're all dumber for having. <laughs> having lived through this uh, i tell you it's pretty dumb when you're on your fantasy app and you're you know oh look it's the cardinals versus football team yeah it's so dumb at least yeah. call them just washington don't even yeah. put the football team on there but that's just a side rant here all right let's move on to this game we were talking about earlier texans hosting the ravens after playing the chiefs a rough start to the season for the texans who do you got uh, i think the ravens win the game um, I think the Texans, they're going to find a little more rhythm. I think they're going to – the Ravens aren't going to win at 38-6 like they did against the Browns. I think they're going to 
Uh, I think it'll be a close game. I, I could see like a, a 31-24 style game or 27-20 style game. Uh, I do believe the the Texans are going to find some rhythm. Uh, David Johnson actually ran the ball extremely well against the Chiefs last week. Uh, I think if they can keep the game closed, keep him going, keep him healthy, um, that's his biggest issue. Um, like I said, Will Fuller, he had a good game last week, eight catches over 100 yards, uh, but had some really big drops. I think if they can you know, get him to be a little more consistent, find some other guys on that offense. Uh, I think they can keep it close, but I am going with the Ravens on this. I think offensively, uh, you know, they can pass the ball. I really think they go three or four deep at wide receiver. They go two deep at running back. Plus they have Lamar Jackson who can, you know, honestly, if he really wanted to, could probably contend for the rushing title. Um, So I think just too much offense uh, to keep up with. Yeah, I'm with you. Ravens all the way on this one. Uh, this is interesting. There's only been one game we haven't agreed on, so keep your eyes on that Vikings-Colts game. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay, I was going to say, which one was that again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I'm hoping you're on the same page as I am here. Chiefs, Chargers in Los Angeles. Who do you got? I mean, the Chargers have a huge fan base out there. I choose something <laughs> like that. Um, I mean, new new stadium. The fans are going to be pumped. Uh, Tyrod Taylor just you know looking to to really establish that he's a better quarterback than Mahomes, which we all know. But um, in case there was any question, so no. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm going with uh, I'm going I'm going with the Chiefs on this one. I think it's a big win. I mean, the Chargers. Um, I, I love Joey Bosa. Um, there's some pieces out there that I really like. I like Keenan Allen. I like Austin Eckler. Um, I like Tyrod Taylor. I actually do think he's a good quarterback. I think he's been very underrated throughout his career. Um, but just just from a talent-wise standpoint, I mean, there's really no – talent-wise, there's not – I mean, maybe not a team in the league that matches up with the Chiefs, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, maybe a couple teams that are close. But, I mean, the Chiefs, out of sheer talent, are going to win, you know, are, are better than – than any other team in the league. Uh, and and then coaching-wise, they're obviously better. So I think not only are they going to win this one, I think it's, you know, I think it's a, a two- to three-score game. Yeah, me too. I, I expect another big game out of Edwards Lair. I, I just don't think – I think the Chiefs get up early on the Chargers, and then they just they enforce their will through running it, which it's weird to say that about the Chiefs because they haven't had that ability really since Kareem Hunt. Um, yeah. to to put a game away with a running back. So uh, yeah. it's going to hurt Mahomes' stats a little bit just because I feel like it. same with the Texans. They're going to get up early, and then they're just going to kind of resort to to pounding the football and coast into the finish. Yeah, and and I mean, and one thing, and this isn't to to take anything away from the from the Chiefs' defense, but the biggest the biggest advantage, the biggest reason the Chiefs' defense has has increasingly gotten better is the fact that that the offense gets them up by two or three scores. Um, and then it, it forces a team to break, you know, whatever game plan they had and just start trying to chuck it down the field and keep up with the Chiefs offense. And, Absolutely. And, when that, and when that happens, I mean, again, like I said, the Chiefs don't have the greatest linebackers, but, you know, when you're thrown against a pretty solid secondary over and over and over again, or you're having to wait four or five seconds in the pocket I, I, against that defensive line, you know, um, who who has a great pass rush back there um, with Frank Clark and, and Chris Jones and all that. I mean, it really puts them at a disadvantage. And so, I mean, the defense's biggest biggest friend is is that offense that they have. So, um, and again, I think that's going to work in their favor this week too. Yeah, and then honestly, if you look at the the Chargers too, I mean, the Chiefs have have really been owning that division for the last several years anyway, even before Mahomes. 
and I don't think the Chargers got better last year losing Phillip Rivers. So, uh, yeah, I got the Chiefs easy in this one. All right, we got the Patriots going against the Seahawks. Who do you got? Uh, I am going. I'm going to go with the Seahawks in this. I think it's going to be a closer game than what some people are are probably going to be predicting. I think it's 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 less than a one score game. I believe. Um, you know, maybe seven points, three points. I th- I think with Cam Newton's running ability, uh, they're really going to be able to keep that Seattle offense off the field, uh, not let them really run away with this game. Um, plus, I think the pay you know the Patriots have a solid defense, um, anyways. But I I think in the end, uh, the the Eagles or not sorry not the Eagles the Seahawks will be able to do just enough to win. Uh, I do think Russell Wilson has a pretty good game. Uh, DK Metcalf, I think, continues his strong start to the season. Um, you know, Chris Carson, you know, I'll be interested to see what he can do. Uh, but I think they're going to do just enough to win the game. Like I said, I think it's a, a maybe a field goal or a touchdown, but they're going to win. Yeah, I think had the, the, had the Patriots had their same defense that they had last year without a couple missing pieces, I'd say that this one could be a Patriots win, but I got to go Seahawks. I, I think if I'm – Speaking NFC wise, I think the two candidates for MVP for me right now are going to be Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. So I really expect both those guys have huge years, and and I think it continues right here on Sunday Night Football. What about? Uh, I thought earlier before the show you were saying Dak Prescott. I don't think I've ever said that. Was that not you? Is that a no. different guy? I was talking about quarterbacks that can actually get paid. I'm signing off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Monday Night Football here. The Saints are traveling to Vegas as the Raiders open their new stadium. Who do you got? I'm going upset. I'm going. I'm going the Raiders on this. Uh, I was going to go Raiders, but now I feel like I got to go Saints. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been <laughs> really honest for the last couple of years. I I said I wasn't worried about year one and year two with with uh, with the Raiders. I I said year three was the year that they're going to make their move. Uh, and it's year three under Gruden. Um, I think they have the most underrated running back in football with Josh Jacobs. Uh, the passing game is 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 looking good. Uh, Henry Ruggs looks explosive. Eric Carr, you know, everyone wants him to be a Patrick Mahomes style quarterback, and he's he's really not. Uh, I mean, he's 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 an offensive quarterback. He's not a game. He's not a game manager. He's he's that. I think he's in that level between a game manager and a Patrick Mahomes. He's got the ability to have a big game. Um, but if he needs to, he can manage a game as well. And I think with Josh Jacobs, with that defense um, playing a little bit better, uh, the offensive line's looking a little bit better. Uh, and honestly, like I said, I was I was more concerned about the Saints' offense than I was uh, with the Buccaneers' offense at the end of last week. And now they're missing Mike Thomas. Uh, so take all that into consideration. It's their first game uh, in their stadium, even without fans. I think they're going to be I think they're going to be hyped up. It's a new city, new stadium. Uh, there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of emotion, and they've got some momentum on their side. And I, I think they upset the Saints. This is kind of bittersweet for me because I love the city of Las Vegas. I've been there for the last few years um, going there. I hate the Raiders, but I can't imagine a better team suited for that city, honestly. Um, yeah. So I think it's a perfect match. But I am going to take the Saints in this only because I, I looked at a stat that showed that out of the last like 10 years, uh, Sean Payton and the Saints have lost, I think, all but one opening game. So I, they have rough opening games every single year. 
they still got the win, even though it was rough. I think they bounced back, even without Michael Thomas. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be the key here. Uh, he did not have that great of a game in the last one. I think he's going to have a much better game against the Raiders. So I'm going to take the Saints here. Okay. All so right. we have two games that we disagreed on. Keep an eye on the Saints Raiders and the Vikings Colts. Here's where we both go eight and eight this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we got. You got anything else to add to this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll be interested again to see, you know, kind of how some of these teams bounce back or how some of them continue that, you know, with the momentum that they have built. Um, we didn't get a preseason, so we don't know how these guys are doing physically. Um, I, I think they were talking. I think uh, Collinsworth was talking about it um, in the in the Sunday night game. Um, you know, about preseason games, typically that, that first quarter, you know, even though those guys only play really the first quarter, they look tired and they look beat up after that first quarter, um, no matter what. And now they just had to basically play an entire preseason game, um, you know, first game of the season. Uh, and so I'll be interested to see how some of these guys have held up throughout the week, um, physically and mentally. Um, I'll, I'll be looking to see how some of the teams, the Bucks and the Cowboys guys like that bounce back and how some of these teams like the Jaguars, if they can continue their, you know, continue with the momentum. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously I want to see, uh, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to make another state, you know, have another statement game. Uh, will Lamar Jackson kind of continue his, his road to a second MVP potentially, uh, you know, and, you know, I think this is a week that Pat Mahomes could put up a huge game and, and remind people that, you know, there's a reason he's the face of the NFL right now. So, um, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of storylines to cover without preseason this year. Um, it's so hard to really tell what to expect after just one week of the regular season. Uh, so I, 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 I am I'm really, really interested to see some of these games this week. Yeah, and that's and that's probably the coolest part about this week is on paper. It looks like there's really lopsided games all over the league. There's only a couple games that could be close. But as we saw week one, that's not always the case with the uh, with football team uh, winning and also the Jags. So, I mean, any, any given Sunday, that's why they say it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what football team? Oh, the Washington football team. Okay. There we go. Okay. Oh, Cause you just, had- yeah. Cause you almost can't identify it when you're just called football yeah. team. I, I assumed you were talking about football <laughs> team, but I thought maybe you were just in general, just saying a, you know, the football yeah, team. just a football team will win this week that you can guarantee. I'd love to go to, I, I need to look up on Amazon or NFL.com. I'd love to see some of their like team shirts. Does it just literally say go football team? <laughs> Probably. Or, I mean, hey, how's that the football team? Yeah. How's that? How's that working? I'd love to see, see how that's going <laughs> that's <not laughs> and, and check their sales figures. Maybe I saw somebody say that it's almost like they're playing a game that doesn't have an NFL license. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, you know, football team with a generic W and numbers on the helmet, no logo. Uh, it's yeah. it's honestly inexcusable to me because they had plenty of time to come up with something. Just come up with anything, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they acted surprised that people were offended by their name. Yeah, uh, who could have seen that it, coming? It was blindsiding. Yeah, that it. I mean, good. I mean, I I I remember you know even watching something like the league, you know, which the league's been off the air for four or five years, and this was probably six years ago, the, uh, they had an episode where they were taught, you know, they, they went to the Indian reservation and everyone was all offended when they were talking about the Redskins. Uh, I mean, that was six years ago, uh, and they were poking fun at it then. And that, and there was stuff before that. Um, so, I mean, they kind of act like they weren't ready for this thing. Um, 
I mean, they sh- they should have had some backup names ready for for when when the shit hit the fan. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. There's some really good uh, fan suggestions, like the Red Tails that came out. Yeah, I mean that. That's got historical significance. Yeah, honors the Tusky Airmen could have had the same. People even created the logo; it was perfect. All they do is take it. Um, yeah, they failed. So the Warriors, Washington Warriors, has a nice ring to it. Uh, could have yep. kept the W logo just like they have right now. Colors could have been the same. Everything uh, they just they just dropped the ball repeatedly. It's uh it's a Dan Snyder trademark at this point. Again, terrible terrible owner. One Absolutely. of the one of the worst in the world. All right, Mike. Where else can they listen to our podcast at? Uh, check us out, you know, check us out on gridironauthority.com. Uh, you can always check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, make sure you get on there, like, subscribe, uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, yeah. All right. I think that's all we got for today. We'll see you guys next time.